Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 94 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season five, episode six, Rite of Passage, a.k.a. all the teenage angst. (laughs) (laughs) So much angst. I had two and I can't decide which one I prefer. Which one? I have a.k.a. Don't Mess With Mama Bear. Oh, that's a good one. Or, a.k.a., this is how Cassandra turns into an X-Men. <laughs> yeah. The one where we... Yeah, you know what's funny is there's a reference to Xavier's School for Gifted Children later. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, angst in my pants is oh, the way I like yeah, to call it. Yeah, this was... I mean, she is undergoing a weird, like, messing with your body chemistry thing. I'm gonna mm. forgive her her angst, but oh, holy yeah. fuck some angst. All that. I mean, I remember being there. I was probably there not Teenage far long before she was. Snark. Such snark. I can I can't imagine a more mortifying thing <laughs> than like all that happening in front of a boy. I know. That poor girl. But by the way, guys, welcome back. Yeah, so welcome back. Uh, it has been a few weeks since we have released our illustrious podcast. This is, this is still a thing we do. It's still a thing we do. Uh, we thoroughly and utterly blame Irma. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Things are still happening around the house. I'm still blaming Irma for them. Yeah, I I don't have a fence, and that's clearly all Irma. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was Irma, and so, poor Stormy now gets to have this fun thing where he gets an umbilical cord to the mommy <laughs> to go outside with because there is no fence. There is nothing protecting us from the wilderness that lives behind our house. And so, if anything, I want to be able to pull my puppy back when I see a gator. Uh, yeah. I'm convinced we're going to see a gator. Or, because I've been listening to my favorite murder far oh, too much, I'm yeah. like, this is when I find a body. This is where I find it. As I'm, like, removing brambles and, like, fence boards. and Because it's a lot of... It's a huge fence. How I mean, how many feet would you say that is? Um, uh, feet? Lots of feet. It's, it's, it's huge. 50? I don't know. It's I don't a very do big distance. measurements. Um... But yeah, and the whole thing bigger is bigger than an arm span. Yeah, it's bigger than like ten arm spans. <laughs> I'm gonna guess, guess that you could easily play Red Rover in our backyard. Oh, easily Red yeah. Rover. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then there's the natural preserve. So can, I'm you, like, can we gonna... play Red Rover over the pool? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and horrible at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got hit with Irma, and and we lost power for... We talked about this on the, on the Patreon cast that yeah. released last week, that we were able to get out, but we lost power for a week, which actually, like, quote-unquote, hurt us more than the damage from Irma. It really is the worst part. It's uh, yeah. just a little PSA here. Prepare for this as much as you can if you're in a place that gets natural disasters. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of the poor people in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah. Uh, the hardest part is the aftermath. Yeah. And, uh, but we're through it now. And my phone just went off. That never <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why, that's why the first week we had uh, a lot of adulting and preparing to do that we just had to get done before right? the storm. And then the second week, uh, only one of us had power and then we had just gotten it by the time we we're supposed to record. Uh, yeah. And if you listen, <laughs> if you're a Patreon subscriber and you listen to our, uh, our Nixie and Grace talk over <laughs> things of Star Trek The Voyage Home, then you will hear the moment that Grace then got power. Yeah. And literally <laughs> while we're recording, I was like, oh my God, there's power in my house. I must go to her. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the slight explanation of why there's been a lack of, of but podcasting. we're back and we're back, um, from outer space just and walked in from my space <laughs> just walked in thought you hear what that sound look at my face, face. Said, okay I'm done anyway I did that on purpose <laughs> give me a you chance haven't, to sip my coffee two weeks of not singing <laughs> what you needed it in your life anyway so Current events on yes. Stargate News yes um, Stargate Command has launched yes it has um, it has launched 
so we are on the site as Tara podcast. <laughs> it's a yeah. little wonky right now, guys. Yeah. And I'm and I'm not going to be too hard on the site yet. Should they have? Pr- I wish they had worked out some more kinks before it was launched. I wish the website was not so clearly um, made for a mobile device. Right. Um, it's a little hard to navigate right now. There's growing pains. I understand. Trust me, I've been through how difficult something like this is to launch. Yeah. Do I wish because it's this big of a product that they had a little more R&D done, a little more polished site before it was launched? Yes. So so here's my theory on the whole situation. It seems like it's a very grassroots movement to get everything running. Yes. So the people that are putting it together have this great intent. Yeah. And maybe not all the know-how. They may, may have not considered the amount of turnout as well yeah the type of like their audience uh, yeah we're all mobile users but i mean i was at work yeah <laughs> refreshing the page trying to get on it and then could not quite figure I'm out i'm sure that, that i'm sure the people behind us are putting their blood sweat and tears behind yeah. it so i can only hope that that they're learning from this and that they're yeah. going to Just be working out the kinks, working out the kinks. um yeah. per, to me like it's completely worth it because on my tablet I can do picture in picture again. Nice, yeah. So just as you guys know how you I hear work. Hear that, Hulu? Hear that, Hulu? Specifically to Hulu. So Hulu. Picture in picture. On, on an iPad, you could press a little button and it would shrink down to a little tiny image yeah. so that I could have a split screen of my notes and a transcript and then the thing playing in the corner and I could triple <laughs> duty. And I'm not kidding you, this is how I do the notes and prep the podcast these days. But then Hulu ticked it away. And the last thing, and I was very upset. I politely voiced my concerns on multiple social media platforms. Hulu's new interface looks great. Like, it's pretty to look at. (laughs) That's about it. But I can't find anything anymore, and that drives me nuts. You know, the shows do play faster. It takes less time to load. Yes. Um, But I can't find anything. But on this, the one thing Stargate Command is going for in my book is that I can bring it up on the website and do picture-in-picture so that makes me very happy. Let's do this. I'm just waiting for my t-shirt, guys. Uh, yeah. I'm for my t-shirt. Um, we were, so they did have the first, um, like, production notes for Stargate Origins, though. Oh. And we were able to undercover a few details. So they're in full production mode. It does appear that it's not going to start airing until the start of next year. Okay. Um, if I'm hoping it sounds like it could be, like, right as the new year break happens. Okay. Um, and, but the bright side is, is, guys, it sounds like we're going back to Oh, well, I guess that might make sense. So they were... That is our first planet, right? Yeah, they got... They did some location scouting in this blog note um, from Mercedes Bryce Morgan, who's the director. And she, she talks... A couple things about, like, the personality of Catherine designing her bedroom. I don't know what the uh, age she'll be, yeah. but she mentions that, you know, she's feminine, she has dolls and stuff, but she's also this warrior, adventurer, oh, yeah. um, like, Laura Croft-type person. Well, it sounds like even... My understanding of Catherine is even if she she has dolls, they're, like, relics to her. Yeah. Everything is a relic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we also have some sort of warehouse set that they're a thing, which is standard fare. That can be literally... It can turn that shit into any anything. Yeah. Um, and then on September 6th, or, they were in Dune somewhere for Abydos, somewhere where it's 120 degrees out in the middle Yikes. of the day. Yikes. They're um, in Southern California. Probably. I'm going to go find them. It was Sandy Dunes. Okay. Like Abydos Dunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they talked about uh, callbacks and costumes and makeup design. Not really too much of note in it, um, but they are clearly stating that they're going to tra- stay true to canon with established characters, but they are updating a few things to fit with the advancement of cinema. Um, and uh, to me, that counts as... I read that as, like, things are going to be more detailed because... Um, or, you know, difference in, in, in this, you know, HD... Yeah. I mean, Star- some Stargate was filmed in HD, but... I just... I think I'm just focused... I'm so focused on story that I'm, like, not even in there. And they did... And they did say that... Um, they, they said something about, you know, they're going through and, and 
doing some of these shots. They're breaking down the script sort of shot by shot. And they they did make a comment at the very end about how a lot of these big blockbuster things these days go for shots that are the spectacle. Right. Go for the shots, um, basically all of Transformers or the yeah. Michael Bay films <laughs> and things like that. Whereas they're wanting to keep these shots that still tell the story arcs and the characters. Right. So... I, I can't wait. Yeah. I really can't. Um, but but yeah, that's basically for the most part it on the site. I think most people are still trying to figure out what the site is and how the site works. And I think that's where the I'm details. at. Yeah. So if you're doing if you're there, then you're in good company. Yeah. That right now the forum to me makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> there is no organization there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's good times. And I'm looking forward to more of it. I yeah. think it'll it'll be fun. Once we understand it, it'll be like when we first learned Facebook, when we first yeah. learned MySpace. I feel like they're approaching it in a very different... I still never understood MySpace. Oh, I did. I was all about my top eights. Yeah, it no. Was, I really think it was just the first of internet stalking platforms. Oh, see, I was fully Facebook. Oh, okay. I was Facebook from the beginning. I was one of those people that was, like, looking for our school on the list of the yeah. next places I that Facebook would I think it just goes to show to. our age. Yeah. Because that wasn't an option. Yeah. When I went <laughs> yeah. Facebook wasn't even, like, a glint in well, Zuckerberg's eye. And what's funny <laughs> is that it, we, are, we are right on a divide where, like, right when Facebook launched, it was all of two or three years difference. Because yeah. it's not like there's a ton. There's, like, four years between us. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And I remember... Getting Facebook because a friend of mine had it through her school. Yeah. I didn't go to college. We yeah. know that because I'm in school now. But she snuck me into there. Oh. <laughs> uh, but but, uh, but like I said, it was it was funny because like right in the, the mid the mid aughts there, it yeah. was even two, three years made all the tech difference yeah. in, in those type of social the, media the platforms. The exponential growth yeah. is insane. Anyways, rite of passage, we're here to talk about Stargate. Yes! So this first aired on August 3rd, 2001. Uh, it was written by Heather E. Ash. This is her last episode of, like, five. Oh. Um, and it's directed by Mr. DeLuise. <laughs> so... Colleen Renison, who plays Cassie, you have yes. seen her before. Yes, I have. On Stargate. Was... Oh, really? Yes. Who does she play on Stargate? She, she was younger. She's okay. a few years younger, and she's a badass, and you adored her. Was she Teal's? She was Teal's buddy. Teal's buddy, oh, but he was turning into a weird like butt creature. <laughs> From the Metamorphosis episode. From Bane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and currently... She's good. She's really good. And she currently is, sings... Jan like, she's a singer. And oh. so you can currently... Like, she had a concert two nights ago in Vancouver singing jazz standards. Holy crap. She sounds amazing, guys. <laughs> she... Um, so I looked her up, and I just forgot the name of the movie. But she's in a movie that I watched when I was a kid with... Bruce Willis and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and I, I believe it's still called. Don't know it. Story of Us. The Story of Us. Never heard of it. And she plays their kid, and it's this couple going through a divorce, and it's super dramatic, which is exactly to right. To be fair, her picture on IMDb is a picture of her from this episode. It is a picture from this episode. Which, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember liking her in that. Of course, I was yeah. a kid as well. But I just kids just got some chops. She's but really I imagine good. if you've worked with Michelle Pfeiffer, you pick something up. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. True. Um, and also her boyfriend Dominic has been in Stargate before. Oh. That one's gonna be a little harder for you to pick up. Okay. But remember one false step where you had the aliens and the little like they didn't speak and they're like painted? Yes. Yeah. He was like the little oh. kid in that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's the episode. Cassie is turning 16. Mm -hmm. And oh man, is she turning 16. She's like super turning 16. She's like the cliche 16 year old girl. Oh yeah. She's learned a lot on earth in a very short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam is over to celebrate her birthday with Janet and, um, it's a little girl's night. Although there's a shit ton of decorations. So I don't know if there was a party before this or something. Oh, I, yeah. I think they were just like really hoping to make it feel bigger than it was <laughs> i remember looking I, I don't know the whole thing was like oh you tried yeah That's really it, was, what it, was. it was oh you tried and even that cake i was like what type of cake <laughs> is this <laughs> she she baked it 
Brought it. Yeah. Brought it. <laughs> well, Sam's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sam don't bake. Sam oh. does bake. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She baked cookies. She doesn't bake cakes, which is different than cookies. It's very different. Yeah. It's very different. Um, but Cassie and Janet have a little moment. Yeah. <laughs> a little mother-daughter moment. Both are very strong-willed. Yeah. Uh, Dominic is waiting, though. Oh, God. Um, that and- would have never... <laughs> Flown in my house. No, like well, to even all, say that. Like, first of all, there wouldn't have been a Dominic waiting for me in my house. Even but. if there had been a Dominic waiting for my house, I would never have said so. I would have been like, he's just gonna fucking sit on the front porch until we're done in here. Exactly. And if he makes it through, then he's a keeper. Because that was the life I had. Oh, uh, uh, if there was a Dominic in my house, probably wouldn't have been invited in for a piece of the cake. Yeah. Um, no, not at our house. I, yeah, there. I would have been... I, I, The first guy I brought home to our house is actually... I, I like this story. Um, my dad had at some point converted our garage into, like, the playroom yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there was, like, a little cheap carpet and the, yeah. the TV was in there. So it's the, put the kids in the room. Yeah, like, yeah. get out of my face because we don't have an actual yeah. den. Um, so he had converted it and I brought this guy home and I was like, we're going to a movie. He goes, no, first you're going to help me. And so he made him help him pull up carpet in the living room, in the den. And and he looked at me and I was like, you better do it <laughs> or else we're not going anywhere. Uh, my first guy I brought home, I currently live with. So, yeah. 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 Uh, they would have just been invited in for a piece of cake. So my go. parents would have gone Seriously, are you dating? Good. Okay. <laughs> I was I was a little nerdy. That was part of their mating dance. Yeah, I was a little nerdy. <laughs> um, anyway, because uh, Sam and Janet, again, here, they're like, bring him on in. We'd love to meet him because that won't be intimidating at all. Meet no, Sam ba- and yeah, Janet. Meet my two military moms. <laughs> uh, Cassie stomps off and Sam is suddenly like, so it's awkward here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll this go. This feels strange. <laughs> uh, and it's like a silent standoff, like yeah. between Janet and Cassie. Yeah, yeah. Because what else is it going to be? They're and just both like, this is weird. Janet will always win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, look, let's have coffee. Guys, mm. coffee. Hey, let's do a thing over here that's less awkward than the thing that's happening right now. Uh, <laughs> outside on the porch, Dominic has a gift for her. Uh, it's a prism, like, for decoration, like, in your room that maybe I could go in with you alone. And we can play with it. And, and we can play with the prism. Except we, and put, that's not what's going to happen. And put rainbows on people. So it's funny because I see that gift now and I'm like, my God, that's dumb. <laughs> But had I been Cassie's age, I would have so romantic. treasured it forever. Forever. Yeah. It's like some flea market find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is so awesome. To be fair, he does say it's like the ones in class, and part of me going... Is that one of the Is ones Is it the one class? in class? Did you just take <laughs> the one in class? Did you just take it from And school? I do want to mention, before we get away from this, yeah. he has the perfect early aughts boyfriend hair. Oh my gosh, yes. The perfect, like... <laughs> Uh, Sean Hunter from yes. Boy Meets World hair. Yeah. He's working it. He's, He's yes. getting it done. Um, <laughs> and they kiss, and then the lights explode, and the electricity <laughs> goes crazy, and Cassie collapsed because clearly she is an X-Men. Yeah. Um, the fact that he ever comes back after that... <laughs> Points. Points. Because that would have been like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 noping my way out of this one forever. Um, that girl weird. <laughs> and so, um, basically then, like, she he calls for help, and they come out, and like, what were you doing yeah. when she fell? And he's like, nothing, we were kissing. And Sam's like, you were <laughs> kissing? Like, <laughs> you gonna die. How dare you? And you know what it reminds me of? Remember in Gilmore Girls, when Rory and Logan are making out at our grandparents' party? Yeah. So not only does her dad walk in there, but then Luke walks in there, yeah. and it's like, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. This is basically that equivalent, only more badass. Yeah. Because badass military women who ain't scared of shit. Uh, and they go to take her to the SGC and credits. 
So Cassie's in the infirmary. Sam is with her. Jack comes in and is like, hey, how's she doing? Yeah. Uh, quickly, Janet comes in and is like, Sam, give me your blood. <laughs> uh, I need blood. Because she's detected a retrovirus in Cassie's blood, and she wants to make sure no one, you know, they, right. they don't have it. She's probably cleared herself already. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and something to do with the low EM field that is, like, spiking from her. Oh. So slowly, Cassie half wakes up asking for mom and that she couldn't finish the harvest and something about the forest and the lights flicker and she loses consciousness again. Uh, And later on in the briefing room, Hammond's first question is, does the base have to go into lockdown uh, again? Yeah, tell me what we're doing here. The weekly lockdown for the base. Um, And that would be a no. Uh, They can only guess she contracted it uh, years ago on her own planet. Because retroviruses can exist in the body for years and detected, and this doesn't match any retroviruses that they have on record here. So Janet is trying an antiviral, but it, it's already spread to her cerebral spinal fluid, which is always fun to that's say. That's never, yeah, that's never a good thing. Also, Anything yeah, in your bad. spinal fluid, you you're done. Bad. Um, in fact, I wrote Cassie gonna die. That's <laughs> yeah, Cassie gonna die. Say <laughs> Cassie gonna die. Um. And uh, she's like, at this point, Janet's more worried about brain damage or anything else. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel comes in and hands some paperwork off to Peter DeLuise for no reason except to have Peter DeLuise cameo yeah. in there. Well, and also we need some Daniel action because yeah. we're not going to get much of him today. Well, I'm just saying he hands the paper off yeah. for no reason yeah. except because Peter DeLuise. Yeah. Excuse uh, me. I know you're in the middle of a shot, but I need to do this right here. <laughs> this is my writer. I'm requesting more M&M's. Only the blue ones, Only though. Only blue ones. I want them separated <laughs> by color. And marshmallow peeps. That's what would be on my writer. Really? Marshmallow peeps. Really? I've never liked marshmallow peeps except for peep jousting. Oh, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No, marshmallow peeps. Now, um, do you want them fresh or stale? I like them a little bit stale. Okay, so they have to open it the day before you get there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then also insulin. <laughs> because insulin. that's the thing is when I'm re- when I'm famous, I'm not going to get rich off of whatever I'm doing. I'm going to get rich off of not having to pay for my medical bills. <laughs> so I'm going to request like insulin pump things and insulin and like whatever other medication. I'm low on band-aids right now. Sharps containers. Sharps containers at every location. They're going to be like, this lady is on all the drugs. <laughs> and you'd be like, yes. Yes, but not how you think. But, not, <laughs> but good ones. <laughs> um... So, anyways, he comes in, hands his stuff to the director. Uh, he's previewing SG7's time on Cassie's planet before everyone died. Yeah. There were two cases of teenagers coming down with a high fever and hallucinations that they called the Mind Fire. So he has a video for the class as well. Mind Fire sounds like a good video game. It sound well. It sounds like a a band like well, does, Arcade thought, Fire. It, essentially, yeah. it could be a good band name, but I don't know why my brain went video game with that one. I, but it I makes like sense. It. Um, it, it, so it's a, it's a video of a teen having a seizure in a field and it's exactly not what this group <laughs> needs to look at right now as, you know, their up. family. <laughs> I was going to just roll past it. <laughs> Guys, let me make very aware of my awkwardness and I just sneezed on the microphone. Okay, let's go. I was gonna, okay. <laughs> as we're in the middle of a really disturbing video. Yeah. <laughs> that this, this team does not need to see. No. There's more, they get the idea. Um, the teenager was sent into the forest alone, thinking they were touched by the gods. Um, and then soon after, they had come back a few days later, cured. Like, normal? That's yeah. not weird at all, no, guys. No, this is just how life happens. So it's been a few years since Nerdy fucked up the atmosphere on the world, so they can at least send a melp and see if it's still fucked. So retroviruses. Yes. I'm just going to skip the cuckoo bird. But I like the cuckoo bird. Well, I was hoping you could see uh-huh. the cuckoo bird from before. Now okay. I'll do the whole thing again. Hey, Something remember easier. that time that we never edit the podcast? <laughs> can I do the cuckoo bird part? You can do the cuckoo bird part. Okay, okay, you start and then I'll, I'll, okay. I'll jump in with the cuckoo bird. So retroviruses okay. are like the cuckoo birds of the DNA world. Oh, I know what you mean by that. It's because they're an invasive species and yes. they will lay their eggs in the nests of other birds. And then just basically go, give me all the food, not mama bird. And then basically kill off the little, they're like <laughs> yeah. the ricks. Yeah, of- they're, the, they're the ricks. <laughs> That makes total sense. Ta-da! Sometimes a do-over isn't a bad thing. <laughs> so, um, so retroviruses, there's multiple components to retroviruses. Part of it is an RNA strand. So RNA is one strand, DNA is two strands. 
Um, because one's ribonucleic acid and the other one's diribonucleic acid. I like it. Two. Um, two. 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 Two, two strands, strands in one. one. <laughs> so, that wasn't rehearsed. That was. That was I- off the cuff. <laughs> um, so basically, normally DNA will like make RNA and okay. then that will go off and do its own thing. Got it. But in, in a retrovirus, it starts with an RNA strand and they basically can create then DNA from it. Oh. In a way that I'm not 100% sure how that process works. Okay. Um, but that's the retro part. It goes backwards. It do- okay. It does things so the opposite. It, go- of it, it, it goes from RNA to DNA instead of DNA to RNA. Okay. Hence the retro part of it. What's why it's a retrovirus. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and like it basically at that point is it's created its own DNA in its own image. And then the body is tricked into thinking that that, that is the good DNA, the native genome of your body. OK, so that's why it's like the cuckoo bird. It basically gotcha. like tricks your body into accepting its, its like own bamboozled. DNA. Exactly. And usually in these cases, once the virus is noticed, it's like. It's so ingrained. It's indefinitely there. It's like impossible. It's so right. difficult to get. Because it's in the DNA Exactly. Strands. Got it. Um, and these actually aren't that rare. Um, no. There are estimates. The, the number that I saw was somewhere between 5 and 8% of our genome came from retroviruses. Oh, weird. Like, you've heard the term junk DNA. Yeah. That's, in a lot of cases, what this junk DNA is, is these retroviruses that have come from, you know, how many thousands and millennia of evolution huh yeah i I feel like at some point when i was little this was a conversation that was hot at me and i say (laughs) hot at me because i don't understand it so i wonder how much of my weirdness comes from like weird retrovirus issues Um, that would be interesting to look into yeah and what's really really cool is that uh they're using this in gene therapy they use retroviruses as as like they harness their power to do their bidding. Got it. Basically. Got it. They're like, if you're going to act like an asshole. Yeah, act like you- an asshole with a good thing. Here's a message to pass on. It's kind of like when Stormy's got the wiggles and he's being super crazy. Yeah. And so I take him outside and then I let him dig. It's like, well, you're going to dig anyway. Yeah. Dig up this thing where I need to pull this. Dig here. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not there. Dig here. Yeah. So some retroviruses you have heard of are like HIV, hepatitis B. Okay. Like these are common things. Gotcha. Um, but it's not like the flu. The flu is not a retrovirus. That makes sense. Even if it's a virus. Yeah. It's not a retrovirus. Which is part of what makes me laugh when um, Janet gives her antiviral medication. And I'm like, that's not how that works, right? Well, at this... I'll give her... It's not like she said I'm giving her antibiotics or right, something. Right, right, yeah. I think at this point, she's like, I'm throwing anything I yeah, can have at everything this Everything that won't kill her. Because yeah. if I throw enough mud at this wall, something may stick at least something. So... That's fair. Yeah, I give her that. Um... So they head back to the planet because obviously the MELP said it was fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, SG1. I like the idea that the MELP said it was fine. Like the MELP yeah. has a little voice and he's like, come on in, guys. Come he on just in. just waves him it's through. Good. <laughs> a little arm, a little Wally looking MELP. A little Wally arm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the MELP is basically Wally. Wally. I want MELP to have a Wally personality now. Now I want them to be friends. It's so- MELPy. Somebody write that. <laughs> Melpy. <laughs> it's it's Wally, Eva, and Melpy. Oh, Eva would do so much fun here. You know what? <laughs> Melpy would get jealous of Eva because what? I think that the people like people on the base would be like, look at Eva. She's so advanced. And she's so pretty and sweet. She's probably created by the Asgard. <laughs> probably. Because she's just super probably. advanced. Yeah. Uh, or she could be Tolan. That's true. They do have advanced tech. Yeah. And they do like very sleek things. Yes, you're absolutely right. So anyway, they had SG-1s on the planet with a beautiful sunset, by the way. Yeah. Uh, And Daniel has, is like, we just get a cool shot of him looking through his video recorder screen. There's a glowing handprint on the screen. uh, And Sam goes to, he's like, I'm going to go select some plants because maybe some plants will help. (laughs) Uh, And he looks like there was a fire here four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) At least. I know this because I'm a ranger and I just rolled a 20 on the survival check. Basically. Uh, and Daniel discovers that he can light the fire by touching the glowing hand. It's a fire switch. 
It's just a fire switch. If I touch the things that I probably shouldn't just randomly touch, they do stuff. <laughs> um, you got any red buttons for me? So Jack walks over to the fire, which is basically just a marker for a rings transporter. Jack, this is how you know where to stand. Yeah. Stand at the fire. I feel like he should mo- like he should be really excited about that. I know. More than he is. Uh, and so they're guessing they're in Nearty's laboratory. Uh, Sam and Daniel um, beam down after. And most likely this is where the kids went too, considering it was basically a kid's trap. Right. It was just a teenager oh. trap. Oh. Um, they probably had, well, what was early 90s Bieber to stick in there? Well, was it? Uh, well, it was early aughts, right? Yeah. So there's a little bit of like a, there's a lot of lip gloss. Okay. So they stuck some lip gloss and in some there. And some like um, Uggs. What, what's cracking me up is that I'm essentially, I was essentially Cassandra's age at the time, and I'm still going, what, what have <laughs> what gotten, do kids do? And I was like, what have gotten me into a Nixie trap is not what have gotten Cassandra into a Cassandra no. trap, clearly. I'm trying to think of what I really wanted in, like, uh, that would have been, like, just post high school. A lot of skate punk things. <laughs> okay. Like, a lot of, like, maybe tickets to the Warp Tour. Would have done yeah, it. Yeah, mine would have been musical theater tickets. <laughs> um, this is a fun game. This is a fun game. At this point, the Delius catalog had died. Glitter. Glitter. Glitter in there would have gotten me. Yeah. I'm for it. And like a it. lot of Lord of the Rings stuff. I think Sync was still relevant then. Yeah, that would not have gotten me. It might that. have been like, in, or like, yeah, or LFO. No, LFO is a couple years before that. But definitely like the Insyncs and like a... Oh, now this is now I'm just going. Let's keep moving. <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep moving. Um, but I do love how Jack points out that Daniel cuts Sam off in the middle of this yeah. scene. It's like she wasn't done talking. Yeah. Um. So it, they, there's a debate here, like if if Nearty curing these teenagers came down even made any sense. Like, why would she cure them and just kill the entire planet mm-hmm. a couple years later? Um. They're like, oh well, it was an experiment. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, because reasons, yeah. Previously on Stargate, Nearty is a system lord, like prisoner of the system lords. Um, so that's not going to do much good there because they can't get to her. And Daniel inadvertently pops up like a weird lab fridge table filled with dry ice and colored water cells. Yeah, and like <laughs> I'm sure it's super technical. Uh-huh. And they're like, let's just take this with us, which makes sense to be yeah. fair. And back in the infirmary, Janet goes to check on Cassie, and she's gone. She's, like, halfway down the hallway, repeating as she goes that she yeah. just has to get back into the forest, and then tells Janet, you are not my mother, and Janet's like, come again for Big Fudge? Yeah, she's just being super annoying kid. Yeah. Super annoying teenager. Don't worry, Janet, this is not because she's an alien creature. It's because she's a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both are super agitated and um, stubborn. And Cassie just wants to be left alone. Janet's like, I... That's not gonna happen. Yeah, she's like, you don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And Janet's like, well, Janet's Janet. It's not, none of that shit's flying with her. No. They fight a bit until Cassie shoves Janet out of the way and runs for the elevators just to be caught by two airmen. She's like, no, no, let me go, let me go, let me go. This scene is great. She pulls that together really well. Yeah, and Janet is like almost in tears. And she's like, I can't, I can't let you go. Yeah. I can't do that. And then Cassandra ends up screaming and all the lights in the hallway explode. Yeah, this is where I wrote, Cassie is great at hysterics, also blowing up shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she channels what, that would be Jubilee, if we're going with yeah. Xavier School. Yep. She, which makes sense, teenager, mm-hmm. emotional outburst. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, the entire the, episode, to me, she goes between Jubilee and Rogue. I was going to say, that first scene is very roguish. Yeah. Yeah. Except the wrong person passed out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. During the kiss. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, it's more like, to me, Rogue was a little more angsty than Jubilee ever was. Well, um, I think if you consider... hmm, Okay. To me, Rogue was just kind of like a... Because by the time we meet her, she's an adult, so it's hard to play. I'm yeah. trying to think of not the movies because I'm trying to think. Yeah, of just, but like, see, I see, I seem to remember some read some comics and stuff where you had Rogue as as a teenager. Yeah, and she was she was kind of like this teenager. Yeah, but yeah, by the time I met her, because I first saw her in like the animated yeah. series, she's like, "Fuck it, this is what I am." Yeah, basically, I'm a super awesome Southern Belle. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam comes back through the gate at the SGC. Uh, the rest of the team is searching the lab more, um, and it's it, she's like. 
like, how's Cassie? And it's so bad the Hammond won't even tell her. Because see for yourself, yeah. it's either super good or super bad. Yeah, that's not, don't, don't play it with me. <laughs> don't play it with me like that. She's in an isolation room now, and Sam stands next to Janet in the upper window feeling utterly hopeless. <laughs> her blood work has no antibodies in any way. Her body's, like, not even pretending to fight. Let's see antibodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I really don't. I love it. It's just been a long time since I I've been in front it. of a flashing microphone. <laughs> so my brain's like, say all the things. I love it. So they head into the room with Cassie and like Cassie's like, I, why Why am I here? Why are you keep me here? And uh, it's, it's like because her body's electromagnetic field and this room is shielded from the rest of the base. Yeah. Which makes sense. We're keeping nice, you from exploding. It's a box within a box. Yeah. Um, and Cassie insists that, like, everything would stop if you just let me go back to the planet. Like, yeah. you don't know anything. You only keep me here because you're afraid. And, like, where? She's not that wrong. She's not that wrong. Except going to the planet's not going to do anything because Nerti's not there. Right. Right. Well, she is, but that's beside the fact. Yeah. We don't know well, that We don't part know yet. that, yeah. Um, so Sam tells her that, you know, we found where the, in, the initiation rites happen and it's Nerti's lab. And, like, the mention of Nirti takes some of the attitude off Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she remembers very vividly what happened on that planet and oh, what yeah. happened to her after, you know, SG-1 found her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why would she experiment on kids? And they're thinking that this retrovirus is part of the experimentation. It's changing how her cells generate electrical fields, which is why she's generating so much heat and her brain activity is also increasing. They don't know why. They don't know why Nirti was doing it. She's gone. They have no clue how to stop it. Yeah. Yet. She's Basically, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. She's kind of fucked unless they find this lady that she's a little... Now she's a little scared of meeting because she remembers what exactly. she did. It's, yeah. You got to face the enemy to survive. Um, but I do like how quickly Cassandra's attitude changes at the mere mention of Nirti. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because... She's still a kid. She's aware of the situation a little bit yeah. more. That's got to be scary. Well, I like it because it's a clear sign. And I think even Janet and Sam hold on to it. So now they can now tell the line of when it is the virus taking over and when it is Cassandra. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So back in the lab on the planet, Jack finds uh, some device in a wall that looks like a weird steampunk like alien uh, chest burster thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and they're putting it in the box tape back and Jack's like, hey, Teal'c, what is this for? And Teal'c's like, what do you think it's for? And then Jack shivers and drops it in the box and I'm like, what do you think it's for? I don't, I don't want to know more. Somebody explain it to me like I'm four. Is it not safe for Asking a four-year-old to know? Asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, and Janet, or Daniel is translating and in doing so, the rings activate. Which Danny assumes was him. And then the boys beam out. Mm-hmm. And then we see through another pair of eyes that was invisible that it was not Daniel. Uh, in the dun, dun, dun. In the isolation room, Sam comes in with her chessboard and Cassie ignores her. But it's Saturday and every other Saturday while Sam is on Earth, they play chess. And it's Saturday and she's on Earth, so they're going to play chess. I love that. Every other Saturday when I'm on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> On Earth. Yeah, it's like when you have, like, dates with a parent, if you're, yeah. like, from a divorced parent, it's like, oh, you know, when your dad's in town, you get to hang out. When your dad's on Earth, yeah, <laughs> you hang out with dad. He's not always on Earth. Sometimes we don't know where, sometimes he's trying to blow up the sun. So there's no chess that day. See how this works? <laughs> Um, yeah. Cassie's like, I know what's happening. I'm changing and there's nothing you can do to stop it. I love that. That is like the most awful type of puberty ever. I am changing. Yeah, but you're not just growing hair on weird parts no. of your body and feeling feels no. about people that you didn't used to feel before. You're levitating chest you're pieces. You're fucking levitating chest pieces and your DNA is and fucking around with blowing you. Blowing up lights. Yeah. Uh, Sam's like, you know how your mom and I feel about challenges like that. <laughs> we smash them. Hulk yeah. smash. <laughs> and then Cassie proclaims that Dr. Frazier isn't her real mother. Ouch. Her real mother died. And Sam's like... Say that again and I will smack you across the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Sam's like, look, I know. Janet does too. And don't call her Dr. Frazier because she loves you and she deserves better. Mm-hmm. And we all love you. 
And Cassie claims that none of that matters. It sounds like it does. Yeah, um, it kind of does. Otherwise, you would have blown your ass up. Exactly. In the first episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, Cassie's like, I'm different. I can do things like telekinesis that night over to my hand that Jack calls a horsey. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that Jack calls it a horsey. And then Cassie says he he always pretends he's not as smart as he really is, which is a brilliant way to sum up Jack in a sentence, I think. You know, children are always better at perceiving yeah. these things. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the part where I was like, okay, so like magnet power, levitation power, blow up things. The next step is Xavier School. Yeah. <laughs> this Clearly. is where they all come in and there's a man on the like floating wheelchair thing. Well, and he's like... I mean, he's uh, to be... He, uh, SGC, he might be floating. I mean, he keeps the floating for inside the school. That's fair. He yeah. uses a, a standard wheelchair to not to draw attention. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I don't think there's anything that would face the SGC. I think he would That's need a- to... To I'm show saying. it to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's probably floating once he to gets to get the in the door. He'd have to show them the yeah. thing. Um, and Sam tells her that you know, look, I'm still going to see Cassandra when I look at you, even when your head starts spinning around and spitting pea soup at me. I'll still <laughs> see Cassandra. So in the briefing room, Sam shows the rest of the team the footage of the flowing chess piece, and Jack blames magnets, which sounds crazy. <laughs> magnets, bitch. But he's on to something, <laughs> yeah. because he's mess- she's messing with the magnetic field and the electromagnetic field, and the pieces have little magnets in the bottom of them to hold them, <laughs> and they do look like horsies. They are horsies. They're knights. Knights ride horsies. Of course they look like horsies. Why is this? Why? <laughs> yeah, why? This, is doesn't, it? this seems like logical sense to me. I When I was little, there was... The horsies, the thing that looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah. And then the crosses, which was the little brook. Yeah. Which to me was a church. I yeah. don't know why that was. I always was confused by the bishop and the yeah. and the rook because I'm like, but that one feels like a church because the things on the top look like crosses. Yeah. And we're like, no. This uh, is why I never play chess. There's multiple reasons why I didn't play yeah. chess. Um, usually because I was standing in for little figures for some sort of epic battle, mm. which really is what chess is. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, and Daniel fills in that he's translated Haktar. It's sort of slang for Haktari, which is advanced mm. humans. And the retrovirus could be a catalyst for whatever change is going on. Um, so I feel like this is where we decide that Haktar is a band name. It definitely is a band name. Yeah. Yeah, that's Haktar. Haktar is like German thrash metal. Well, I've already had a German thrash oh, metal we did. band, though. Okay. Haktar is... Haktar is like a Diplo style, like DJ mixed music. Yeah, I can do that. Haktar. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if you did create this Haktar, that would make a super powerful host for a Gould. Yeah. Uh, which is most likely what Nier 2 was doing and why she cut off the entire planet because she didn't want her experiment like exposed Found with the by SG the other team. Because yeah. it was by the SG team. Like, yeah. in reality, in this narrative, SG7 arriving on the planet is what caused the entire planet to die. Right, right. Even though that, yeah, it's shitty I mean, to think about. But it is yeah, shitty to think is. about, but like it was her fear that SG7 would find out her experiments, which is why she scrapped she, her experiments. Yeah. Um, it, but what it was, a bitch. She's <laughs> such a bitch. Um, but they were planning on being a long-term experiment. She was she was trying to cause like an accelerated evolution. So you know, with each generation, which is why she like infected them before they had kids, so she could they could pass it on to the children. Right. But the teens were getting sick, and if they died before they had kids, well, there's no real point in that. So that's why they she would cure them yeah. and send them back. So be like, well, fuck it, I don't need this people. one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, either way, Cassie's fever is still rising, and there's only so much cowbell that Janet can give her. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> Janet is actually super frightened. Yeah. In this in this moment, because she can't control it. Well, and she's in this place where she's not going to lose her daughter. Like, yeah. that's what her mind is deciding. Yes. But she doesn't have a way to not lose her daughter. So yep. she's like, she's in survival mode. Yeah. Even with all the the knowledge base she she's has in to mama stand bear on. Mode. She's in, yeah, she's in mama bear mode. She's not, she's Ripley in Aliens. Yes. Is it Aliens? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the second one. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she's she's not fucking around. No. So Janet checks on Cassie, who's still rotating a chess piece in the air in front of her, because and they talk about this later. She's basically, Cassandra's found a way to take some of the heat that her body's generating and focusing it into this chess yeah. piece. Um, and she says it helps. Um, and she's like, you know, it's okay if you haven't found a cure yet. Mm-hmm. And Janet's like, uh, no, it ain't. 
<laughs> uh, we still have options to look at. The samples that she won brought back. I have something like, um, no, we're finding a cure for this. Yeah. But Cassie's like, I want this to happen. And they go back and forth for a bit. Janet being the voice of reason about, you know, the toll that you're putting your body through. And Cassie's just having this instinctual need to see what happens and having faith that this is what's for the best. You, you know, I got to say, like, I know that without near tea, this probably ends in death. Yeah. But... Um, I can see being in Cassie's position. She's getting all this stuff. She's like, I got to see how this plays out. Yeah. Because I think I would feel the same way. And she's willing to risk her life. But yeah. Janet's not willing to risk right. her life. It's that mom mode. It's like, no, I'm going to keep you safe and yeah. alive and forever. You, yeah. You, because you're my baby. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Janet's like, I know the limitations of the human body. And Cassie then goes, but if I, am I even human anymore? Oh, Are my odd. limitations different? Yeah. Maybe dying is part of the transformation. And Janet's like, uh-uh, not even. La, 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 fingers in my ears. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> We're not talking about this. Um, and Cassie drops the knife from the air and night, Janet goes to pick it up. But it's like scolding hot. Yeah. And Cassie then breaks into Cassie again and not the virus, telling her that she's sorry. Uh, and Janet tells her that it's important that Cassie fights this. Um, and she gets her daughter back for just a moment. Yeah. Before she goes back to ignoring her and concentrating on the night in the air. It's weird. I keep for every one of these type of situations that we get into. I, to me, they always I always think back to like parents of addicts or yeah. friends of addicts like every time we deal with some sort of foreign yeah. body that we've brought on from some other alien life it it has that same feeling yeah you know what i mean and yeah. it's just like there's a glimpse of my daughter in there i'm gonna fucking Somewhere. save her from this shit exactly um in sam's lab janet and sam are looking through cassie's last scan but mm. sam is sam's like this em fields must be interfering these readings can't be right and Jan's like, no, I ran them three times. Her brain activity is 25% higher than normal. Jesus. Um, mainly right now, Janet just wants her to sleep because she's been up for 30 hours. Yeah. And Sam should go, I also want you to sleep because that means you've been up for 30 hours as well. Yeah. That means you need to get your ass in check, too. Um, and as Sam goes to... Have you eaten and have you slept? Those are the two things. Probably not. The boyfriend, Jesse, always is like, you look exhausted. <laughs> and you're very angry right now. Angry. Have you eaten and do you need a nap? And both, usually both of those are true. <laughs> uh, Sam goes to see Cassie and we see an invisible person controlling the computer. Mm. Uh, Sam heads to Cassie's room and the chest piece drops again. And Cassie asks Sam why she stayed in, in, the, in that bomb shelter. Yeah. When she had orders to leave her. Why did Sam stay? And Sam says it was instinct. Like... Sam knew Cassie would be okay. Yeah. But no, Sam didn't know for sure. And Cassie's like, that's what I'm feeling right now. And she hopes Sam would understand that. And uh, and she's like, you don't have to stay now. It's not time. And Sam's like, oh, no, not that. None of that talk now. Yeah. Um, but Cassie does want Sam to be there when it is time. And Cassie decides that she can get some sleep now. So in Janet's lab, she's doing her microscope thing and microscoping it up and checks yeah. off a couple things off her check marks and then decides to go get things. some coffee because she's been awake for more than 30 hours. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised it's not Red Bull at that point. Yeah. Like, you, at that point, coffee's not going to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and she leaves the during swings open and the chair is moved and a person materializes. Uh, at this point, you know it's near tea. Dun, um, dun, dun. She's looking through the microscope and the paperwork and moves everything around. And as Janet reaches the elevator, she realizes she left her badge because just reasons. Yeah, because when it's been Worst a long day fucking day, ever. bad things happen and you forget all the stuffs. Uh, and she, she walks back and the veiled woman is still there, but she disappears right as Janet turns the corner in. She's got some good stealth. She does. And Janet does notice that her paperwork and everything is is gone and or mis, misplaced. Yeah. Um, and as she does, she sees something x-ray and has a great idea. She <laughs> runs off to Sam and uh, is like, where are the bodies of the villagers? <laughs> She's like, they were cremated on the planet. Yeah. She goes, well, if we can find one, there might be a bone fragment. And if we can find someone with the initiation, there might be antibodies in their bone or marrow. And she doesn't get to finish. This part Sam's is like, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, calm down. Uh, that was four years ago. 
And before Sam can say anything else, um, the alarms on the base go off. Yeah. It's sad because she's like, anything? Will anything. this work? This yeah. is a thing that can happen, right? Basically. I can do this? This is totally legitimate. And then, yeah. yeah. And Crazy then, lady. Yeah. So, um... They run off to Cassandra and they see the airman down outside the room. Uh, Cassandra, like, sensed a ghoul. Her oh. attitude is gone. She's full of Cassandra now. Um, and Sam's like, well, I didn't sense the ghoul. And Cassie's like, nope, trust me. Trust That's me. It's she's here. here. I saw it as she got closer. I feel things. Uh, and Sam calls for some weapons reinforcements. And she's the lucky one that gets to tell Hammond and the rest of the team that there's a ghoul. Yeah, them. guess what's going on now, guys? Uh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Hammond's like, tell me it's not a virus. Is it, an, is it a virus that we're all going to die from? No, it's no. a ghoul. Okay. Fuck. Oh, good. That was one of my other favorites. Yeah. <laughs> From the spinning wheel of favorite things of what will we do today? <laughs> and that's when Daniel's like, oh. Hey, you know the witch Gould was holding near teeth? Cronus. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember how Cronus died a little bit ago in an earlier episode? Uh, and, you know, that does sort of make sense that I didn't activate the rings. Nearty was invisible and she activated the rings. All these things just made sense right now. <laughs> Conveniently. Information <laughs> that would have been useful yesterday. Yeah. But then no episode, so. And yeah. so Hammond has a team sweep every level and take Nearty alive. Um, and... And Jack's going to stay with Cassie because he figures, well, Cassie fought Nearty off once. <laughs> yeah. I'll be safe with you. Yeah. The little Jack smirk. So they're clearing the base level by level. Uh, and Cassie assumes that Nearty wanted to know how her experiment's doing, how it worked. It did. And Janet's like, not the time for this conversation right now. Yeah. Uh, and Cassie senses Nearty in the room, yells at, like, because the glass then breaks. Yeah. Like, flying inward, sending Jack. She does a nice little sonic scream. A yep. little Kaylee Banshee style. Um, well, I think that was Nearty with a hand oh, device. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then Airman points at T.R. from that episode with the uh, Starship Trooper aliens in it. Oh, okay. Okay. The um, one. Okay. Yeah. So Jack can Got see it. near T. Hits, him, hits her with his air gun. She goes down. Uh, and then goes like, by the way, search teams, you can stop now. We found her. I know where she, she is. Was, she was in the house all along. Uh, <laughs> it's coming from inside the house. And uh, meanwhile, Cassie's in the background having a seizure. Yeah. Awesome. She's like, there's not enough tension on me. Seizure. Seizure. <laughs> so um, Jack and Hammond walk into a security room that has a bound near T in it. And both sides are thrown major shade. At yeah. No shit. Yeah. All this shade. Um, Cassie at this point has lost consciousness. Uh, near T's like, so the end is near. And Jack warns, <laughs> better not be, because if she dies, you die. Yeah. Um, and of course, Nearty wants to bargain, because why the fuck not sure. at that point? I mean, you've got nothing left. Nothing why not throw lose. it all out there? So she wants, she's in a position of saving a child that they hold dear, so she would like to be released <laughs> and have the invisibility cloak intact. And some of Cassie's blood. Because, yeah, that goes over real well. Well, you know, it's good on her to have that type of... you got to start out strong in a negotiation. It's true. She's going to... I'm sure she's like, knows that she she's probably not going to get the Cassie exactly. blood. But she's going to ask for this. She's going to ask for it anyway. Um, so Daniel and Janet are walking down the hall. And uh, Daniel's like, well, they're kind of running out of options. So why don't we give Near T, give Near T a chance? Uh, and Janet then goes to see Cassie. And Daniel grabs Janet's <laughs> hand for the moment that launched a thousand ships. I did not see this coming. Yeah. Well, and it's just, a, it's she, he's the first person that we see in the episode that may have happened beforehand that goes, hey, Janet, you're also having a shitty day. Yeah. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah. You know, I just hadn't put it together because that's who Daniel is. Yeah. I hadn't considered it. But it's a really sweet moment. I kind of like it. You and kinda, I've been, you I'm going to work him. on this idea. Um, I like. Yeah. I like it together. I like them two together. She's kind of a badass enough. Yeah. I, she's just so badass that yeah. he needs someone like that in his and life. Like, and like, you know, he's strong enough to handle an alpha female like that. that he's definitely um, secure enough. And he could use a non-gould female for once. That would be nice. 
Just, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, he is such a good stepdad, I think. A, a woman that doesn't have to be rescued from the Yeah, door. seriously. Someone who's like, I am a self-rescuing princess. Yes. <laughs> so Janet is at the end of her rope in with Cassie. She's trying to search for anything that will help. She has a nurse prep 70 milligrams of dentroline, uh, yeah. which is a muscle relaxant. <laughs> Uh, okay. And Cassie wakes up briefly for a moment, calling for mom. Aww. Cassie's like, this is the end. And Janet's like, no, it's fucking not. Nope. You not if I have shit. anything to do with this. Fight yeah. that shit. And yeah. Cassie's like, but I don't wanna. Yeah, I'm tired now. <laughs> and Janet, uh, Janet tells her that Sam is off trying to get help. And Cassie's like, no, I... Like, I want this to happen. That mom force is for real. I know. That mom mode is... I remember when I was little and I got very sick and ended up in a coma. And my mom was like, we're going to walk into that ER together. Ready? You stay awake. (laughs) You stay awake until we get there. Yeah. It's like to the point where I was scared to pass out. I was like, I'm passing out. I'm going to get trouble Mom mode. But yeah, that mom mode kicks in, and uh, and Janet is just like like has is it the like she has nothing more because Cassie seizures again, her temperature's up to one hundred and six. Janet's like I broke, like yeah. I just can't. Yeah, um, if she were any lesser woman, she'd be on the floor just crying by yeah. now. And, and but instead, she's not. You know? She goes and grabs some sort of epipen filled with something. Yeah. Uh, and then storms off. <laughs> so in the briefing room, Jack's like, I mean, it's not like we're negotiating with terrorists. And Hammond goes, actually, exactly. that's kind of exactly what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally exactly what we're doing. <laughs> and Sam's like, well, until yesterday, we didn't even know Nirti was still alive. Yeah. And Jack's like, so if we let her go, what's one gold in the grand scheme of things? Mm. Uh, mm. No, it's, what's it going to do? Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, we can't let her have a sample of Cassie's blood. She's going to start that shit all over again right. if, she, if we do. But, like, she looks like, no, I agree with Hammond. You don't, you don't, you don't let her free because the yeah. needs of the many outweigh the needs of the many, the few. Of the one. Or the yeah. one. Because on top of watching Star Wars, Teal just watched a whole bunch of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's Cassie. It's, it's Cassie. It's, it's tough not to think that way. Uh, and Janet then tells the airman outside Nirti's room that Hammond wants Janet to check on Nirti. So after the door is open, Janet sticks him in the neck with the EpiPen. Yeah. He goes down. She storms in, holds the gun to Nirti, and is ready to fire that yeah. gun. Yeah. She's not fucking around. And, and back to Tilk's point. Tilk, yes, may have watched some Star Wars and some Star Trek, but clearly not Stargate because we never... No! We never let one person die no. for the good of the many. Never! You <laughs> saved that one person! You forgot what franchise you're in. Screw the civilization! Sir, you have forgotten yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to us. Um, back in the briefing room, the discussion is still happening. Mm. Sam's like, but us Cassandra. Yeah. She looks like, yeah, I'm aware of that. I've been here this whole episode, even if I haven't said anything. <laughs> I was brooding in the background. <laughs> uh, her sacrifice would benefit millions because Nirti is a super valuable asset. Mm. Uh, but Sam's not buying it because it's Cassie. Yeah. And she's already suffered enough by the hands of Nirti. Uh, and like they, they... They're putting what they might learn ahead of actually saving Cassie's yeah. life. And Hammond is then called down to the holding room because, sir, there's a slight situation here. He's like, fuck, now what? Yeah. <laughs> so the whole team and Hammond arrived to Janet, still staying there with a with a cocked gun at <laughs> Nirti, like, ready. She yeah. is like, her finger is like starting to press down the trigger yeah, yeah. at this point. It's cocked. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know how guns work, but that sounds like a thing. <laughs> I do know that's a thing that happens right before you shoot it. Yeah. Um, so Hammond tries <laughs> to tell her, like, calmly to stand down. And Jan's like, I can't do that because I have no choice. Like, I mm. just can't stand down. Um, and Sam's even telling her, like, hey, don't do this. And she's like, no, I can't help Cassandra. And that piece of shit can help no, Cassandra. No, I do this. I do this now. So therefore. <laughs> uh, and Hammond's like, look, uh, SG-1 already convinced me to make it's a like deal for like not just sit on the bed when I'm trying to make of it. Of course he's going to sit go, on the I, bed. This is what I do. This is literally what I am I as a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he agrees to only one of Nerti's terms. Yeah. If she saves Cassandra, she will be let go. Hmm. 
Um, and Nierti clearly doesn't know Hammond because she's like, well, what good do I have that you're going to go by your word? Yeah, bitch, please. <laughs> he, and his one thing is like, see this lady with the gun? That is Mama Bear. Yeah. Do what you will. That's your other option. So fuck off a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All the fuck off. Yeah. That's um, actually, I, I To made... be fair, and if she pulls that trigger, not yeah. going to care that much. <laughs> So I will there, be sadder that Cassandra dies if she pulls that yeah. gun than you dying. And yeah, and they'll find a way to creatively write up that brief. Yeah. <laughs> so in Cassandra's room, Cassie starts crashing and they bring in all a table with all the tech they found at Near T's lab on the planet. And she selects one. She's like, you waited too long. And Janet's like, bitch, please. Keep going. Fix. Yeah. Fix. I give no shits. Fix now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a phrase from our D and D campaign that uh Mr. Phil said. He was like, Cleric know what do <laughs> he didn't. It was in a of course the cleric was a good guy in that sense, yeah. but this one it's like you know what do. You do you do what do. You do what do. <laughs> um because also Janet will still kill you. Yeah. God. So Cassie comes around, her vitals start returning to normal, and she's like, um, hey guys, why is the gold that killed my entire planet standing over me right now? What's happening? I'm scared. Uh, and Nirti has honored her part. She's like, her makeup's on point, but why is she here? Yeah. Her <laughs> eyeliner, damn. Yeah, good lord. Uh, Nirti honored her part, so they go to the gate, and mom and daughter hug it out. Aww. So, Nirti dials an address. It's not, their final, it's not her final destination. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll have to start experiments all over again because she didn't get any of Cassie's blood. Good. That'll she, buy us some time. And she acknowledges that if she were in Jack's place, she wouldn't have held up their, her side of the bargain. And Jack's like, I know, and I'm curious as to why we're holding up ours. Yeah. Goddamn honor that we have. Fucking honor. Yeah. And both Jack and... This is the part where I... And this is the part where I'm like, and killer. Yeah. And And killer. And sniper. And staff weapon. Somebody. Throw it in the coach. Something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's... I I half expected that as she's going through the coach, they just shut it off. (laughs) But uh, thankfully, they're not me. <laughs> Jack and Hammond just kind of watch us leaving going, well, I hope we did the good, the right thing by letting her yeah. fucking go. This is not going to come back and stab us in the ass at yeah. any point. So a few days later, I'm guessing, because Cassie Aww, looks much better, yeah. uh, Sam comes in to check on her. She's bored. There's just a lot of homework to do. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it. Uh, Janet gets to take her home tonight, though. And... Uh, and then Sam teases her The Dominic's waiting. <laughs> oh, God, those are the worst moments. I cringed for her. I mean, but that I know kiss that. was impressive. I think there was a Dominic in my life. Lights exploded. <laughs> was Dominic like a really common name for kids around that you time? Have no clue. Because I had a Dominic. I had a crush on a Dominic. That's what I mean. Monaghan. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> to be fair, I had a crush on Pippin. <laughs> yeah. Mary. Yeah. Mary and Pippin. Hobbits. hobbits. All hobbits Such I had a crush hobbits. on. Such hobbits. Yeah. Um, I'm Cassie... convinced that if, um, I, this was, uh, boyfriend Jesse's part of this, uh, that if I existed in that world, yeah. our family, my family would be hobbits. Yeah. We farm and do things. I would probably be the tallest hobbit that existed. <laughs> no, you're an elf. I don't know. Probably. I'd be like the hobbit elves. No, you also know things. Sure. You're smart people. Sure. Elvin. Elvin Nixie. To be fair, I would live in Rohan. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's I would fair. be I would be Eowyn. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. I can handle being Eowyn. Done. Alrighty. Um, Welcome to the Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> your host, Nixie and Grace. So, but it's uh, it's Saturday, so it's chess time, and Cassie's like, yeah. "Well, I won't be able to move the pieces around with my brain." And Sam's like, "That's fine. We'll be on even grounds then." Um, and I love this like tr- sisterhood mini Themyscira that oh, three yeah. of them ladies have going here. You know, Cassie's gonna have a lot to live up to. Uh, yeah, that's either gonna and and she's a pretty strong-willed woman herself, so I think it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see what she becomes. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, but that'll be that. Yeah, I like this episode. I definitely episode. made it on my top five. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, next week is Beast of Burden. The beast. Of I don't know any of the words of that song other nope. than "beast of burden." Nope. But to be fair, I doubt that the stones do anymore nope. either. No, they don't. It's just muscle memory. It just comes out. <laughs> They're just yeah done. <laughs> no dying on the podcast. I'm not dying. 
Okay, so um, on our Patreon. Yes. We have five new patrons Woo! since our last podcast. Do the patron dance. Patron dance. For you can't Aaron, see it, but Aaron, it's great. Aaron T. Strunk. Uh, John Reynolds. Um, Do you want me to try that one? Yeah, please. Uh, M. Nikoda. Nikoda. We're, we're really sorry if we butchered M. Nikoda. That. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that, and that's probably I'm gonna wrong. I'm going to do the next one of Russ Wiley. Oh, look at you. And Michael Dundee. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not of the office. Because <laughs> so, of the Dundees and Michael Scott and <laughs> things. Anyways, last week you heard our really uh, deranged end of a hurricane week still without power. Deranged is a great word to describe yeah. the feeling that we all it felt. Was, it was Star Trek uh, The Voyage Home, my favorite of the Star Treks, as of Grace. Mm-hmm. Also a favorite of the Such Treks. Such favorites. Much favorite, um, all favorite, because Satyan Institute is Monterey Bay. Yeah, we... Uh, I, and I did that annoying thing that people do where I was like, that's not how that's set up. <laughs> right there, that's not San Francisco. Right there, that thing, that's another thing. Right? So, I'm surprised you guys didn't just go shut your mouth. <laughs> just shut it now. We were. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, and then and then today we are uh, going to be, well, recording, so it'll be up before this podcast airs, a new drink Three video. Three days in the past. Uh, the new drink that we have invented that we are calling the Mama Bear. The Mama Bear, because Hurricane Irma... Was named after my mama, <laughs> and this is a it's it's a it's a take off a dark and stormy yeah, um, uh, which is our little my mama boy like my yeah. boy that I'm a mama too, and also this crazy storm. So yeah, and and the mama bear episode that we just recorded, and, and the Janet is a mama bear, and I think Janet would like this drink. So um, drinks are drinky yeah. and drinktacular. You can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. And you can also find us on Stargate Command at Tara Podcast. Yes. And you can like us and rate us and review us on the tunes and on like, the iTunes. And now that the iOS 11 and iTunes, the app, the podcast app is better and you can like see reviews like right with Ooh, it. It's really nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's no longer a shitty app. I'm happy Interesting. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud for those of you non-Apple users. Yes. Uh, but if you're here, then you already know we're here. But if you want to tell your friends about us, <laughs> we're also on SoundCloud. Alrighty. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Next Bye. Week, we're gonna be your beast of burden. burden.